0: Welcome to the Light Bears Institute Podcast, where we seek to improve biblical literacy by discussing key storylines and themes in Scripture.
1: Well welcome back to the Light Bears Podcast. My name is Ryan Martin, Service Director of Missions and Operations here at Light Bears. We enjoy on this podcast being able to recap our biblical Institute topics, be they from the New Testament or Old Testament and even our systematic theology topics, bringing in our institute speakers for those. We also, from time to time, like to hear from our mission partners as we utilize profit off of the residential property that we own that discipleship students live in to be able to fund the work of the gospel going forth and the church being planted uh, across the 1040 window, particularly North Africa and Asia. And we are grateful to be able to have with us back again today on the podcast one of our mission partners that we have been connected with for a number of years. His name, uh, Because of security reasons, we can't give you, but we'll uh, call him John uh, for purposes of this podcast. And John serves in North Africa and has been over there for a number of years. So welcome back to the podcast, John.
0: Thanks. It's always great to be with you guys. It's always encouraging.
1: Yeah, we would love for you guys to go back and listen to a previous podcast that we recorded with him about three years ago. Andrew Brill, who was one of our former staff members, led that time with John. that podcast really touched on things like a biblical sense of calling uh, to missions and even what is the 1040 window and how can we find our place in God's mission. And so I would really encourage you to go back and listen to that, really to help uh, ground you uh, as you find your place in God's mission, whether you are sending or whether you're going. Uh, John, just for those who may not know, you would love to just give a brief recap for us as we start off about who you are, where you're serving on the field, and how long you've been there. Yeah, so I
0: lead a team in North Africa among the uh, Berber people of the uh, Atlas Mountains in um, uh, evangelism and discipleship, church planting. And uh, we've been there for uh, 26 years. And uh, the Lord's blessing. That's great.
1: You've uh, been connected with Light Bears for a number of years. So kind of recap for us just how you even uh, came to know of Light mm-hmm. Bears. In the first place, and then how that uh, partnership continued to evolve.
0: Yeah, I met uh, Kevin McCollum at the uh, North African Consultation on the island of Malta many years ago and was impressed with him and his spirit and uh, his vision and what Bearers was doing, as he explained to me. And um, we began to talk about possibilities of uh, how we could partner together, work together. He came for a vision trip. And then uh, some some of the leaders came for Vision Trip, and uh, you guys funded a well project uh, that we did. And just I've been able to also uh, be with the students uh, here at Mississippi State and uh, just really have been encouraged by every encounter.
1: As you've now been on the field for a couple of decades, you know, how have you observed the growth of the church in that region in North Africa?
0: Well, uh, for the first 10 years, it was seed sowing just uh, reaching out to lost people who had never had the chance to hear the gospel. But after that first 10 years, then some folks began to believe and uh, form groups and churches. And so uh, we find ourselves right now in the midst of churches who uh, need discipling and who now are reaching out to others. And the leaders of those churches and even the the members are all sharing with people, almost to the person. And that's hugely,
1: hugely Mm -hmm. encouraging. Give us a little bit of sense. You you mentioned that you serve among the Berber people. So, uh, just to give people a little bit of insight into who those people are, their their history, their culture, uh, even in terms of their religion, Uh, share with us a little bit about that.
0: So the Berber people are indigenous people of North Africa, living in the mountains for the most part. And um, after the invasion by Muslims, beginning in the seven hundreds A.D., some became Arabized. All became Islamicized, in other words, uh, became believers in the religion of Islam. and uh, But the Berber people in the mountains kept their language and culture, did not switch to Arabic, but beca- all became Muslims. And But now in this time that we're in are are interested uh, in something else besides Islam. They are seeking God and for who he really is.
1: Mm-hmm. I know before we jumped on this podcast, you were sharing some stories of not only new believers that have come to faith that are experiencing persecution, but even some of those uh, stories that you had mentioned, where you've had folks that have stopped you as you've been going into a village and just ask very open-ended questions, that has uh, swung the door wide open for gospel conversation. So, give me some examples of that as it as it relates to just the uh, ability that you've had to to share the gospel um, fairly openly as the Berber are open, you know, to those gospel conversations, but then also to just uh, the cost of discipleship uh, in a place like uh, North Africa.
0: Yeah. So the Berbers are um, rural people, uh, agricultural. Uh, They live out in the mountains and a living uh, on the uh, hard rock uh, mountainsides there. And, um, but they're wonderful, hospitable people. So for example, one time my son and I were uh, riding the uh, Honda XR250 trail bikes up there like we have done a lot of times, um, and uh, we're riding through a village and uh, beside the fields, and uh, some guys are out there working the field. They, they call us and say, hey, come over and have some tea. Go down, sit, sit there with them, six or seven guys, and the guy pouring the tea turns to me and says, so why do you believe Jesus is the Son of God? Great opportunity, of course, to share, and they, and they were really listening, really interested. Another time uh, in the four-wheel drive, uh, again, going through the villages and the mountains, and a friend of mine and I, we uh, saw some guys work in the field. They again called to us, said, hey, come over, eight or nine guys sitting there, the guys pouring the tea, and he says, uh, so what is faith? <laughs> and there are all kinds of opportunities like that. People are always asking. Uh, they assume that because we're outsiders that we are Christians. Mm-hmm. For them, the world consists of Muslims and Christians. So anyway, they're, they're asking us, and, they're, and they want to know. They're seeking something outside of Islam.
1: Sure. And yet at the same time, there, there is a sense of persecution that many are facing as they, as they count that cost for discipleship. Share a little bit about those folks as well.
0: Yeah, so um, there is a cost, um, and it, mainly it's with the family. The family are not pleased when someone leaves their Muslim faith. And um, it's, it's quite uh, shocking for them, actually. And they're usually uh, upset and angry about it. What happens, though, is when a person perseveres in their faith, the family says, oh, you're that weird one in the family, but, you know, it seems like that's working for you. And they tolerate it. If they'll persevere, if they don't persevere, then it just never ends. The persecution never ends, even if they deny their faith and say, uh, you know, no, I don't believe that then the people know that something's up and they just keep after them. But when they take their stand and they endure for a while, then the folks not only tolerate them, they begin to ask about their faith. They say, what's what's this you've got? And we've seen then family members come to know the Lord.
1: Praise God. Now, as you've interacted uh, with, obviously, a a different world religion as you're seeking to share the gospel cross-culturally, Many of our listeners may or may not have a, a great working knowledge of of Islam, which is going to be typical for the the world religion that uh, the Berbers are steeped in and, and even that they're, they're coming out of. And what are some of the key aspects of that religion uh, to have in view uh, as some of our listeners maybe even have an opportunity to interact with those of, of the Muslim faith? Even here in Northwest Arkansas, as we know that uh, many, many nations uh, are right here on our own doorstep be they through the University of Arkansas or, or others that are coming here for jobs?
0: Well, um, most Muslims in Morocco, and it, it's probably true in other places too, are nominal and have limited knowledge, uh, don't go, go very deep in Islam. You could say that about other religions as well a lot of times, um, maybe even Bible Belt religions sometimes. But, um, you know, sometimes I know more about Islam than they do but i don't talk about islam and i would advise people here not to talk about islam either even if you've heard of something like the camel method or or you know quoting some verses in the quran really it would be best just talk about jesus mm-hmm. uh, that's what they want to know about and they might argue with you even but just remember that person arguing with you a lot of times is still saying just tell me tell me more about jesus tell me why i should even think that uh, think about that tell me why what i've heard all my life is not true. Although you don't need to say that that's not true. You just need to talk about what you know is true. Sure.
1: And as you're kind of communicating that and and really trying to uh, quickly make that beeline to Christ and to the cross, Mm -hmm. um, what are some just tools uh, for communication or pathways of conversation to kind of turn the conversation towards those spiritual matters, or even to what are some things that you're seeking to distinguish about who Christ is in terms of what we believe from a biblical worldview versus their worldview?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. First of all, we need to listen to them. You know, if they're talking about their religion, we'll give them a little time. I mean, don't just listen for hours without saying anything, because they'll do that too. But, uh, but listen to people first. Really, our model is Jesus with a woman at the well. You know, he talked about what was right in front of them, something they had in common. He wanted some water. She was getting some water. And then he listened to her. He asked her questions and then he gave her the answer from the truth uh, to what her issues were. And that's what we should do with everyone. But Muslims the same way. Sure.
1: Let's well, wrap up. What are some opportunities for our listeners if they are sensing a, a call to the work of cross-cultural ministry, particularly even there in North Africa?
0: North Africans are very hospitable and uh, welcoming and uh in certain countries uh they have a lot of tourists and uh, there are a lot of opportunities to visit um just with a with a with a uh with an american passport no visa required um just uh you know being dis- being uh, discreet and conscious and respectful of the culture and the people and um really just uh striking up conversations and uh using the principles that i mentioned in the uh, last answer sure
1: well, and even short term, midterm and long term opportunities abound for those that maybe even students in our program that may want to go, say, on a, on a week long trip with light bears or even as they want to take opportunities for summer stints or gap years or, or even to consider long term options. Those are available as well.
0: Yes, we'd be glad to to facilitate that. And um, we've had students before come and uh, practice English. All the young people want to learn English and uh, the university students, but even uh, just uh, high school students. And so there are opportunities to come and spend a week and uh, do like an English uh, ESL program for a week. You don't have to be an expert or certified or anything like that, uh, or just conversational English, uh, you know, letting the people practice their English. And since many of them have enough English that you could share the gospel with them. There are opportunities to come in and and uh, be a light there and uh, get to be the first person to tell somebody about Jesus. It's kind of sad that they, that exists that they haven't heard, but it's a lot of fun to get to be the first person to share the good
1: news. Yeah, Absolutely. What are some ways that we can be praying for you uh, in the long term as far as both you personally, but then also the work and the people there?
0: Yeah, pray for the uh, the believers who are sharing. Pray for their protection and the, also their boldness. Pray for their message to go forth in the power of the Holy Spirit, for it to be received, and them to find people who are open to hearing that message. You can pray for the leaders to uh, be strong and raise up other leaders. That's really the need right now, for leaders to teach the Word um, to the growing number of believers, and for all the believers to see themselves as potential teachers and disciplers. Of others, pray for the believers. They're they're usually poor, and uh, for the Lord to uh, provide for their needs, and uh, there's so many other things. But uh, uh, pray for uh, the workers to uh, for protection for the workers, and that they would also be protected and also be bold at the same time.
1: I'll speak for our students and Lightbearers community that we will commit uh, to pray for uh, you. Pray for the, uh, the work. Pray for the Berbers uh, as well uh, that they will continue to see. Christ uh, as the light of the world and the the hope of salvation I appreciate you listening to the Lightbearers podcast today, I hope you've been encouraged by our time with John and would encourage you to go back and listen to our previous podcast as John unpacked for us what it means to be on mission for God, uh, serving whether it be in the 1040 window or right here uh, in our own backyard and uh, seeking to to make disciples uh, who make disciples so again, uh, grateful for your time john and uh, we look forward to our next episode of the light bears podcast
0: you've been listening to the light bears institute podcast a production of light bears ministries for more information visit lightbears.com